If you went back in time and changed history in some way, could the Blue Jackets have a Stanley Cup? If you went back in time and changed history in some way, would the Blue Jackets have even won a playoff series? The three biggest what-ifs in CBJ franchise history are today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Hausorn. Not with me today is my co-host, Jay Foster. He took the day off. He took a, he carried a huge portion of the workload last week, so I figured I'd do him a favor this week, give him some well-deserved rest. And him and I have both came up with an idea for this episode, talking about the three biggest what-ifs in history, in CBJ franchise history. For that matter, I don't know if we're smart enough or wise enough to tackle all of history. Maybe one day during a summer episode. I don't know. But um, yeah, so we're talking about the three biggest what ifs in CBJ franchise history. Thank you so much for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available wherever you get your podcast. It's free on the YouTube app. It's free on the Sirius XM app as well. All right. Yeah, we're here talking about the three biggest what ifs. Jay has this first one. He really wanted to talk about this first one, and I'm sure you've already heard him talk about the 2016 draft and how that draft could have gone differently for the Blue Jackets. And if it would have gone differently for the Blue Jackets, how much would have changed in uh, in our universe that we currently live in it's it's hard to go back i i wish i had my portal gun with me my uh rick sanchez portal gun to truly go see what would have been different if the blue jackets would have gotten someone like austin matthews in that 2016 draft the jackets picked third overall in that draft which was higher than they even finished they finished with the sixth worst record in the nhl um but because of the lottery draft they got all the way up to third so can't really complain too much as a Blue Jackets fan because he did get higher than expected. But it just was one of those draft years where it's like, of course, Toronto got the number one overall pick. Of course, they got the the generational talent of this draft because as much as I like Patrick Laine, and yes, the Jackets did end up even getting better in that draft when they eventually traded Pierre-Luc Dubois for Patrick Laine, but... If the Blue Jackets had Austin Matthews right now, they would have so many of their questions at center answered. They would have I, – I actually don't know that for, for certain. Okay, I don't know if Austin Matthews comes to Columbus, if he likes Columbus, if he stays longer than Pierre-Luc Dubois would have stayed in Columbus. Because remember, PLD, while his time here wasn't necessarily bad, like I wouldn't call him a bust – Like, I think the Blue Jackets got more out of Pierre-Luc Dubois than the Rangers are getting right now out of Alex Lafreniere. And Alex Lafreniere was the number one overall pick. But um, I think think if the Blue Jackets would have gotten Austin Matthews, if Austin Matthews would have stayed in Columbus longer than four years, then, yeah, you could look back at this thing and be like, maybe the Blue Jackets have more playoff success by now. Maybe they have a Stanley Cup. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's, it's fun to think about in your brain. You don't want to kick it around too much. But, yeah, certainly the 2016 draft, guys, if we could go back and redo it again, uh, there's even other players that slipped behind Pierre-Luc Dubois that are better than him that the Blue Jackets could have had. For example, Matthew Kachuk was drafted sixth overall to the Calgary Flames. I think you avoided uh, Jesse Pugliarvi at the four pick with the Edmonton Oilers. And then uh, number five was kind of a drop off, a guy that I've never heard of. Uh, number seven was Clayton Keller. And then obviously number six, I said, was Matthew Kachuk. Um, and then eight was Alex Nylander. So I feel like the Blue Jackets got a very good player at number three. Um, don't get me wrong. Obviously, what happened happened, but they could have gotten better. And if they would have had a player like Austin Matthews, if they would have had a player like Matthew Kachuk, how different would 2023 be right now? I have no idea. I have no idea. But the Blue Jackets were that close to landing Austin Matthews or Matthew Kachuk. It makes you think about this past draft that just happened and how big of a slip was it that Pat Verbeek and the Ducks went for Leo Carlson instead of going for Adam Fantilli. What in everybody's mind was the best college hockey player, the best uh, overall prospect um, in the draft, even better than Bedard in some ways because of his size. Um, I do think Bedard is far and away the best pick in the draft, but who knows? Who knows? You know, who knows how it will all turn out? All right. In uh, just a second, I'm going to keep it rolling. We got two more that I want to do. Two more big, big ones that I, I often think about. One of them I definitely think about all the time. Uh, that's coming up next for you guys in just a second. Football season is so close, guys. In fact, it's just a week away before the NFL kicks off. And you have very little time to keep getting ready because, like I said, it's right around the corner. FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. If you go to FanDuel, new customers get uh, – if you put $5 in, you get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5, they get that $200 bonus. They also get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That is very clutch. Now is the best time to join FanDuel, an app that's super easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads, player props, and more. You might be able to even sprinkle that in and bet some Major League Baseball playoffs, some NHL regular season that's coming up in October. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Back here with Lockdown Blue Jackets talking about the three biggest what-ifs in CBJ franchise history. I just mentioned the one that Jay's pretty hung up about. And honestly, I, I, I haven't really thought about it until I started working on this show, which I joined this show back in May. So it hasn't been very long that I've been on board here. But I've noticed that talking through this recent draft process that Jay was really on board with, Man, if that 2016 draft had gone differently, the Blue Jackets would be an extremely different organization today. And that's that can be said about any draft at any point. 
but especially about the 2016 draft, just because of how star heavy it was and just how different each player is in that draft. So that was a very good what if um, moment in CBJ history. Another one that I want to point out is I want to actually go to a game. I actually want to go into a Blue Jackets game that took took place in the past that I was actually at in person. And if one more bounce of the puck goes differently, how different could CBJ franchise history look? And I'm talking about the 2017 playoffs, uh, which to actually was 2017-2018 season, April 2018, Blue Jackets versus Capitals, the Columbus Blue Jackets were up 2-0 in the series on the Washington Capitals, coming back home and nationwide. I had thought this series was over. I thought the Blue Jackets had their first series victory wrapped up in the bag. The way that they had won those two games in Washington, stealing them from under right underneath their feet. The Blue Jackets had been competitive with a team like Washington all year. And that game even had some big time back and forth. Braden Holpe had some huge saves in that game. Sergei Bobrovsky had some huge saves in that game. The Washington Capitals had a big time goal that got called off sides. Uh, the Blue Jackets had a Atkinson Panarin, Atkinson Panarin, Atkinson Panarin connection for a goal. Uh, Ryan Murray slapped some guy's t- stick, went in the penalty box. And the Washington Capitals scored on a five on three. Seth Jones was so mad at at uh, at Ryan Murray. He was so unbelievably mad at Ryan Murray. I just look back at that um, game, which was a double overtime loss, by the way, where Lars Eller scored a a uh, rebound goal that Sergey Bobrovsky actually saved uh, originally, and then Lars Eller put the rebound in. I look at that double overtime. And I'm like, if that game would have just gone a little differently, if the Blue Jackets would have scored one of their, I I believe it was 35, 36, 38 shots on goal or something like that, they would have scored one of those. But Brofsky had like 42 saves that night. He totally played good enough for them to win. If the Blue Jackets score a goal and win that game and go up in that series 3-0, I think they probably get that series done. I think they probably close out that series. And that means that Alex Ovechkin doesn't have a Stanley Cup. I don't know if the Blue Jackets have a Stanley Cup because the Blue Jackets would have had to then go play the Pittsburgh Penguins, which was a seven-game series for the Capitals. The Capitals had worked for years to get over that uh, Penguins playoff hump. I don't know if the Jackets, after just getting over – the playoff hump, not the Capitals playoff hump, but just getting over the playoff hump and then going on to face the Penguins and trying to get over that. I don't know if that Jackets team in 2018 would have been good enough to make a run like that, but I think they were good enough to beat the Washington Capitals guys. Come on, they were up 2-0 on them, and they lost two overtime games after that. So definitely the Blue Jackets were so close to getting that one done. I go back on that one all the time, just thinking if the Blue Jackets had gotten that game finished, which I was at that game. It was the first, uh, the second playoff game I ever went to. First time I'd gone with my then girlfriend, now wife. And 
Washington Capitals fans were being so cocky at the end of the game. I just remember walking down the stairs towards the exit nationwide and them saying, like, we're coming back. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, just rubbing it in our face. And I remember thinking, like, no, they're not. They're not coming back. They won four straight games after that. And, in fact, they won uh, 16 of the next – or, no, they won 15 of the next 21 games after that to win the Stanley Cup. So, heck of a run by the Washington Capitals. I was just thinking about it the other day when we had uh, Dan Holmey on. That episode is coming up for you guys shortly, uh, division crossover with Locked on Capitals. The Blue Jackets easily could have stole that series from the Washington Capitals. And the Washington Capitals would be one less Stanley Cup in their trophy case, which for Alex Ovechkin would be zero Stanley Cups in their trophy case, which how different would his career be? Would he still be with Washington at this point? Or would he have already tried to go cup chasing at a team like Tampa Bay or a team like Vegas? I don't know. I don't know that. Um, I can only speculate. But, man, the world would be different. So, hey, maybe Capitals fans need to start thinking Blue Jackets fans for why they still have Alex Ovechkin. Because at the end of the day, you got your cup, Capitals fans, because the Blue Jackets choked game three of the 2017-2018 Stanley Cup playoffs, especially Ryan Murray. He choked big time. That penalty that he had somewhat sometime in the second period for the Blue Jackets to go down five on three, the one that Seth Jones got really mad at Ryan Murray for getting, that is the one. That is the what-if moment. If Ryan Murray doesn't slap, forget who's which Capitals players, right off a of face-off, Ryan Murray comes in and just – slashes guy immediately and Seth Jones looks at him like what are you doing the puck like trickles off into the corner and Seth is literally yelling don't touch it don't touch it like let them touch it let's kill some seconds because they were already on a power play he touches it Seth Jones is like bro and then the rest is history capital score on the five on three and then the Capitals win the game in overtime so yeah that's my second what if the first one was the 2016 draft if that had gone differently what would it, would the Blue Jackets have a Stanley Cup? Would the Blue Jackets have, would they have Austin Matthews? Would they have Matthew Kachuk? How different would that situation look? Um, and then the second what if is if that Blue Jackets playoff game goes differently in 2017-2018, does Alex Ovechkin even have a Stanley Cup? Coming up next, I'm going to do the last what if, and then I'm going to wrap this one out of here. And then I'll even put a poll up on the community page on our YouTube. If you don't follow our YouTube, Please do subscribe, like, and subscribe our videos. It helps us out a whole ton. So, yeah, we'll be doing that next in just a second. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets, talking about the three biggest what-ifs in CBJ franchise history. And before I get out of here, I need to leave you with this last one because – The first two were very important, but this one is important for a different reason. The other two were important because if they were, if they look different, then the Blue Jackets might have gained more through that. If the Blue Jackets had never traded for Sergei Bobrovsky, I don't know what would have happened. I I don't know what would have happened. And a lot of people think that, at least I do, I thought that the Sergei Bobrovsky trade back in 2013 was a straight-up 
kind of like one-for-one trade for Steve Mason, maybe with a couple of picks in there, but no. Steve Mason and Sergei Bobrovsky were on the roster at the same time. They did get traded in separate trades. Uh, and, and Sergei Bobrovsky absolutely stole the job from Steve Mason and then went on and, and won two Vesnas at his time in Columbus. What an absolute fumble of the bag by the Flyers GM at the time. Who, um, gosh, I had the name for you, but um, yeah, what a huge fumble of the bag. Think about that. You at the and it was he was at the end of his run of being the the Flyers GM, and then that was probably the move that might have gotten him fired just a couple seasons later. Um, I gotta find out who the Flyers GM was at the time. But uh, I can tell you that also wasn't a uh, Yarmo trade. Um, it was a uh, trade that, that happened, and I'm so glad that it happened because the Blue Jackets haven't had tons of players that have gone on and won individual awards. But Sergei Bobrovsky has won two Vesna trophies. And for my money, that's good enough to get him, to get his name, to get his number in the rafters. That might be a hot take, but think about it. Uh, people are going to remember Sergei Bobrovsky on the Blue Jackets. They are going to because he won two Vesnas there. Like He had two of the most dominant seasons of his career. It's all thanks to Scott Housen, by the way. That Scott Housen, the general manager from 07 to 2013, he was the guy. He was the brainchild behind bringing Sergei Bobrovsky to Columbus. Thank you, Scott Housen, for what uh, you're doing what you did. Um, I don't know what Scott Housen is doing today, but through a lot of really crappy draft picks, um, the one thing that Housen did deliver for Columbus was Sergey Bobrovsky and two Vezina trophies. And mark my words, he will, his name will be up in the rafters at nationwide one day. I can almost guarantee that because it has to be, it has to be. You're never going to have a goalie win two Vesnas again. I mean, you might, but it's going to be in like 50 years from now. So put some Sergei Bobrovsky's name in the rafters. He can be the last name that goes in the rafters for now. I, I would contest that maybe Matt Calvert should go up there, uh, but that's just because I just love Matt Calvert. Uh, I would contest that Nick Foligno should go up there, but that's just because I love Nick Foligno. So, no, Sergei Bobrovsky, I love him and his name a hundred percent deserves to be the next one in consideration to go up right up there next to Rick Nash. He did ultimately win more and was more dominant at his position than Rick Nash was at his position. So I think it needs to go up there, but just imagine that. Imagine if Scott Housen would have never trade for Sergey Bobrovsky. He had just played his like third season in Philadelphia. He had like a 0.89 save percentage had a decent record. I don't know why Philadelphia decided to dump him so badly like that. But, uh, yeah, it was Paul Holmgren who the GM of Philadelphia was. So I hope he, uh, I hope he's not thinking about that one too much because certainly let a big-time player get away. And they even had some really good teams in those eras where – or in those years. Maybe they could have pulled off a Stanley Cup. That is them trading Sergio Obrowski – is almost certainly in the what-if category for any Philadelphia Flyers. 
uh, fan as well. Uh, all right, that was a very fun episode. I it really enjoyed that conversation. I'm sorry if you guys just are totally tapped out after listening to me ramble on for 20 whole minutes, but thank you for those who stayed anyway. We're going to have some more fun tomorrow. We are doing Jet Greaves season review. We are down to our last two season reviews. Can you believe that, guys? It's uh, it's all coming to an end. Um, So, yeah, Jet Greaves season review tomorrow. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. My name is Hayden Househorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore J-A-K. Jay, well, it's early in the morning, all right? You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show on Twitter at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. You can also email the show, LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay Locked On.